Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discovered this week. Hey, welcome to another episode of the GigTube Podcast interview. Today, I'm talking to Aaron Hoffman, the CEO of Deliver That. How you doing, man? Hey, Chad. How are you doing? Uh, not good, man. Like, I had internet issues all weekend, although, and we actually had this scheduled for yesterday at the exact same time that the cable guy was here. Yeah. He gave me a new uh, modem and router, and uh, it, what also sucked, completely unrelated, is I think I had food poisoning yesterday, so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a big loss. But I, feel, sure. I feel all right right now. I'm not That's back good. to 100% yet, though. That's good. That's good, man. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Yeah, it's fun um, talking to people. I mean, I enjoy talking to other gig workers like me, but I'd like to, you know, talk with people in the industry as much as possible, you know, so we can get more than just a layman's perspective. So um, I'll let you, you know, introduce yourself. Like, you know, a, a lot of viewers, I mean, we, we know, they know Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Instacart, stuff like that. You guys are, similar but you know not not quite the same as those types of companies so can you give the the viewers a quick, quick background on who you are and, and what deliver that is yeah so i actually uh started this this uh company in my uh, in my dorm room with my best friend uh, about nine years ago we started at ohio university we, we, we started as a traditional on-demand delivery company sort of like uber doordash we were we were servicing college students though um, that was back in the end of 13 and 16, uh, graduated school, moved back to Canton, Ohio, where we sort of pivoted the business to the pre-scheduled catering delivery market and the pre-scheduled, you know, grocery, meal prep, you know, that kind of stuff, um, kind of getting away from on-demand delivery. And we did that because obviously it just, it was just too hard to compete with the Goliaths to have, you know, unlimited funding, unlimited drivers there, you know, they were basically in every single market you could imagine, um, so yeah, that's how, that's how the, that's how the deliver that brand started. You know, we, all of our employees, uh, were drivers first. I was a driver. Um, I still take deliveries. I enjoy it. Um, and this thing's grown to be pretty, pretty, pretty big. And we service, you know, almost a hundred different cities in the United States and in Canada. So you're know, pretty excited. What, uh, what college did you say it was at? Ohio university in Athens. Uh, okay. Not the Ohio State. Not yeah, <laughs> the other nope, one. Nope, not not the Ohio State. Just Ohio University. The Bobcats. And you know that's funny. Uh, GoPuff was started by two college kids too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So what what year was that? That would have been in 2013 when we started it. Um, we would have graduated in 16, moved mm-hmm. back. Like I said, moved back to Canton, Ohio. And uh, really, you know, we tried to keep the the business going as is, you know, sort of having a front end marketplace for customers to order from. And then we would provide the delivery service on the back end. But, you know, again, it was just it was just too hard to compete with, you know, the big guys. Yeah. So, I mean, deliver that specializes in catering, which is something that none of the other apps really like Uber or not Uber uh, DoorDash. They have the DoorDash drive. I've only done like maybe two catering orders ever on DoorDash. Um, they're hard to get. They're pretty rare and they're actually really not that good paying, but um, yeah. So well, it's like, do ours pay better? Just curious. Uh, 
It kind of depends on the. I mean, I only have a. I've only done like, like I said, I only done like two Doordashes ever. So, and I think they're yeah, they're, they're about. Doordash was like 15, 20 bucks. Okay, yes, so, we're paying, yeah. yes, yes, we're we're on average paying way more than that. Um, yeah. Just just curious, for my knowledge, what was the experience like driving or, or doing a catering with them versus us? Um, it's it's very similar. Like I think I did it out of uh, Boston Market for both of my orders. Okay. And uh, whoops, and uh, you just—it's the same thing. Like you get your big catering bag, and you get all the, the you know the metal trays and all that stuff, and yep, just got shape I, You know what's funny is I think every every catering order I've ever done has always been to like a doctor's office. Like they're almost all like pharmaceutical reps giving like a doctor's office lunch. It could be like an eye doctor or a foot doctor or like a general, you know, clinic. But I, I think I've done like maybe one office that wasn't like uh, medical related ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, we yeah yeah our core our core end uh you know where we actually deliver like the core consumer that we deliver to is going to be in that office building, mm-hmm. the hospital, doctor's office, and you name it. I mean, we're we're delivering. You know, back when we first started, we were delivering college students, you know, burritos, textbooks, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now we're delivering these large quantities of food to boardrooms, you know, meeting rooms, schools, parties. I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. So how did you pivot from like that kind of GoPuff model to exclusively doing catering? And how did you how did you recruit clients? Man, that's that's a that's a very uh, it's a very broad question. Uh, not the pivot <laughs> one, but how do we recruit clients? Uh, we pivoted because, uh, and I'll give you I'll give you the story. We went we went into a it's a big chain, by the way. I'm not going to name the name the company, but you know my uh, my business partner and I went into that restaurant, um, and uh, we were trying to pitch them our service. Hey, you know we'll do your on demand deliveries, your takeout orders. Just you know have people order through this, you know, marketplace, blah, blah, blah. And they were just shooting it down. Hey, you know, we're already with Uber, DoorDash, Grub. I mean, you name it. They were with everybody. But they had catering orders lined up all over tables. And at the time, we didn't really even want to take care. We didn't even think about catering. We never even thought it was a market. And the guy begged us. He's like, hey, man, can you just just take these for me today? So we did it. And, you know, we, we, we quickly found out how lucrative it was. Um, you had to be professional. You had to be dressed, you know, polo pants. You just couldn't look, you couldn't look like a bum. Uh, just be pleasant and polite and professional. Um, do, do a minor setup just so you don't throw the food on the table. You know, you want to make it look like almost like a buffet line so people can come, you know, come grab the food and go sit down. And then from there, you know, we had a signed receipt with us. So, you know, the customer left a nice tip and we were like, you know, the light bulb went off. We were like, wow this could be a nice little niche market for us. And that's what started, you know, the pivot. Um, but, but signing clients, that was, that was difficult, man. We, you know, cause we didn't have a name. We never brand. Um, it was basically just, you know, three or four individuals that were taking the deliveries for people. Um, you know, we signed our first client. Um, that didn't, that didn't pan out very well. And then we signed our second client, old Carolina barbecue company in Northeast Ohio, and we still service them today. And, uh, you know, we have a plethora of ways that we, you know, go after 
either marketplaces or restaurants or, you know, any of the such. But uh, I mean, as of right now, we have too much business to even handle. So we're not doing, I guess, any targeted sales. It's more so, hey, how can we continue to beef up our current accounts? So you're not really looking for new clients? I wouldn't say we're not looking for new clients. We definitely are. It's just it's not as a concerted effort mm -hmm. as we would put in towards maybe, say, um, getting more drivers in certain areas. Something I wondered is like how um, like what what are the, the customers or the clients? What do they go through to place an order? Because like on the receipt, it always says easycatering.com or something. Is that the website that they go to? Yeah, so say we, like I want Boston Market or PDQ or Chipotle or yeah. So we service over 500 brands. It's uh -huh. not you guys probably see a lot of uh, Easy Cater is one of our largest partners, and they're in pretty much every city we're in. Um, so that they're a marketplace, and uh, so they actually handle the the front end transaction with the customer, and they contract us to do the deliveries. So mm -hmm. um, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this comment from Creative Chaos. Oh my God, thank you for this. I did my first one yesterday. Finding your video on your first delivery with delivered that. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Creative Chaos. <laughs> Love the name, man. Yeah. Um, something I would recommend for all deliver that drivers is to have a wagon, because pretty much yeah. every order I've done, I've had at least at least two, if not three, full size catering bags, and you know, a lot of times that food can actually be pretty heavy. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's like lasagna trays or something like that, you know. Maybe if it's like, if it's salad or if it's just like you, napkins, you know, it's pretty light. But, uh, or uh, I get a lot of ice and like jugs of like lemonade or sweet tea or something like that. And uh, it's funny because I'm always getting ice. And then every time I make the delivery, you're like, I ah, just throw the ice in the freezer in the fridge. <laughs> so like, And they already have ice in there. But, yeah. Uh, I'm like, it's, yeah, I think that iced tea is, it's going to stay cold from that 10 minute drive from the restaurant to the office. Yeah. yeah. You know, you say, I'm, I don't tip it. So when I take deliveries and I do take deliveries, um, even being the CEO and founder, I love taking deliveries, sort of like the undercover boss mentality. Mm -hmm. um, definitely don't have to, but I, I, you know, I get out there and get after it. It just keeps me in touch with, you know, my roots as being a driver first and uh, ultimately, you know, providing this platform for drivers. But a lot of the deliveries that I'm taking right now, um, they're, they're including not like jugs, more like bottles of mm -hmm. you know, soda or whatever. I really haven't had ice for a minute and it's a lot of boxed lunches or prepackaged meals. Um, that's what I've predominantly seen here in Northeast. Ohio. I mean, I'm, I, I live in Cleveland, so mm -hmm. I'm obviously in a, in a small sample size here, but, uh, you know, we, our, our typical deliveries don't, don't usually include ice on the order. But I mean, I definitely agree with you that, you know, a wagon, if you, if you want to do this the right way, definitely invest in a wagon. We offer them on our store. Um, you can get them at other places as well. It's not like you, you know, you, they're not available. So. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of questions in the chat. Kyle knows that, is there a demand for drivers in North Raleigh? That's North Carolina. Kyle, great question. Yes, mm -hmm. there are. Absolutely. And Donna Rue said, are you looking for drivers in Northern Kentucky? Uh, yes. Uh, what is it? Florence, particularly in the Cincinnati area? We have a ton of deliveries there. How can uh, people, um, I mean, I have a link, pretty sure I have a link in the description below. And it's just to, to go to the application. I believe there's no like 
referral code. Like a lot of the apps that I work for, you can look, it'll create a unique URL for you. So all they have to do is click on it. And like you, if they sign up, you automatically get your referral bonus. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I believe on deliver that they just have to like say the name of the person that referred you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something we're addressing. I mean, if you're a deliver that driver, you know, we're not the fanciest company. We don't mm -hmm. have the best tech. We send pay disbursements out uh, like the actual, re uh, the reconciliation, you know, you get a PDF in your email. Um, these are all things uh, that, uh, that we're addressing in the future is particularly next year. Um, you know, we're going to be launching a new driver app, even on top of the one we have right now, that's going to be able to show you your earnings, change your information in there, do real time, you know, pay disbursements right then and there. Um, so we're, we're addressing a lot of the technology concerns, but um, I'll put it this way. One of the reasons why we've been able to pay so much, you know, per delivery is because we are not a tech centric company as of, right. you know, as of the moment. Um, but we do pride ourselves on the customer service, the driver experience and the restaurant experience you know, we want to provide the best experience for everybody. So mm -hmm. any and all of the concerns and questions driver, you know, drivers pose to us, they are heard, believe me, they are heard. And, you know, we address, you know, just about every one of the major issues that, you know, we have control over. Yeah. It's interesting. You, you mentioned, you know, upgrading the app. Do you have a, a launch date on that? No, nope. It's something I've been working on, you know, for the last six months or so. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. So there's a lot of great updates coming out. Uh, at, as soon as the beginning of uh, Q1 in 2022. So okay. you guys will start seeing updates, not so much in the app, but other areas as well. Yeah, that's good. Cause I had like this long list of <laughs> questions about the app is like, oh, why does the app show me orders from a hundred miles away? You know, yeah, you, you and me both. So, um, you know, again, they're, uh, there's a lot of configuration with the tech stack we work with right now. So, you know, that, that, that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be seeing orders that are hundred miles away. And that just, that's one of our flaws and we've got to correct that. But, you know, the system we use, uh, you basically group drivers in it and, you know, based on those groupings, they get offers. Sorry. I'm talking on mute here. Um, it's all good. Yeah. I noticed that um, like what I'll do is, I, I noticed that like a lot of the orders, they tend to come in or I maybe not they, they come in, but they become available kind of like later at night, like nine or 10 o'clock. Like people are probably right before they go to bed or like, I'm not going to be able to do that delivery tomorrow. And then they throw it back in the queue. And that's, that's, that's usually when I'll check for, you know, like, okay, well it's, you know, it's like 10 PM now. And this is for, I know it's like they're almost all 10 50 AM and delivery at 1130 AM. Yeah. Um, I mean yeah, the way that the orders shake out, I mean, you're going to get about 80% between that, you know, mm -hmm. 1030 and 12, 12 p.m. local time. Mm -hmm. um, but what I would say is, you know, we have a U.S. based hotline. Uh, have you ever called into the hotline or texted the hotline by chance? I don't think I've ever called it, but I know I've gotten calls and texts from Deliver That. Okay, well, it, you know, we have a U.S. based call center in Canton, Ohio that, you know, the native language is English. They're going to be able mm -hmm. to look at the board right then and there and give you real-time answers. Um, if you are concerned or have questions about deliveries, if you want more deliveries and you're not seeing anything in your app, you know, just shoot them a text or a ring. And like mm -hmm. I said, you're going to get a response. Our average response time is around 30 seconds on that hotline. And it's not, yeah. 20, it's not 24 seven, but it is eight. It, it's, it's, it's 7 AM now until 10 PM Eastern. Mm -hmm. Standard. Yeah. I notice a lot of times like I'll, I'll have the app on, and it'll say, like, I get the notification that says you've been offered a job and then I tap it and like, there's nothing in the queue. 
It doesn't say somebody else beat you to it. It just like it's just yeah. empty. Yeah. So what happens when that when that shows you that it's uh someone grabbed the delivery. Sorry, my cat it wants to jump up oh, on the <laughs> table. We're completely fine. No worries at all. Um Yeah, what else? Uh oh yeah, so is the pay structure or at least like the way it works going to be changing? Cause like I did two deliveries last week. I did one on Wednesday and one Thursday and I got paid for the Wednesday one, I think on Friday, but I don't think I got paid for the Thursday one yet. Or were they, how, how does it work? Cause it's yeah, like so, yeah, Monday so through that, Wednesday on Friday. Yeah, and then this Thursday. Is a great, this is a great question. You know, before we used to do pay once per week. Now it's twice per week. So if you do deliveries between Monday and Wednesday of that current week, you'll get paid on Friday, Thursday through Sunday of that current week. We'll get paid on the following Wednesday. That's just because the way the banks are like the way our bank is set up uh, to do the quickest disbursements, most, most accurate. Is Sorry. there any talk? All right. Yeah. I'm just getting a couple of texts from some friends that are actually watching this right now. <laughs> so is there any talk about um, kind of doing like the, the pay upfront, like when the offer comes in? Yeah. So right now it does do that. It does say that. Um, you have to, again, back to the whole app and we can't customize every little bit in the future. You'll see your, your grand total pay disbursement, or at least a range in mm -hmm. one single line. You'll have to add everything up. And, uh, I know a question I'm going to get is about this tip pool and, uh, <laughs> everyone's dying, dying to know about the tip pool, right? Dying. Yeah. And, uh, so here, I'll just address yeah. that right now. Um, the majority of the orders from, you know, one of our clients that we do the tip pool for, we do the tip pool for new, for, for numerous clients, but the one major one you guys, well, at least I always get questions on is easy cater. And I'll tell you this, the majority of orders that we receive from them have $0 tips on them. Okay. So if we did not do any sort of tip sharing or tip pool just on the easy cater account, I mean, we wouldn't get a lot of these deliveries covered And the average pay per, per driver would actually be substantially less. So even though I know drivers think that they've earned the pre-tip that's provided um, by a customer, that's not that's not how we view it. We view this 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 driver ecosystem as one. So we need to make sure everyone is taken care of, um, and that's that's the way we view it. If I'm a driver and I am a driver, I like that because you know you're going to get stiffed a couple times. You're going to get that one really nice gratuity, but at the end of the day, these are all pre-tips. We don't keep any tip in any capacity. We do not keep tips. Um, they are all shared equally amongst drivers only on those deliveries. Does that make sense? Chad, are you there? I don't know if you're talking. I got a nice question from Kyle, though. I'm sorry. I was talking on mute again. I th he said, how do you feel about clients that feel like they don't? I think he meant don't need to tip a driver or don't. That's, so that's one of the reasons why we do do the tip pool with uh, with Easy Cater is because a lot of the clients that order for Easy Cater aren't actually going to be at that drop off. There are a lot of medical reps, uh, you know, people that just start facilitating meetings that aren't going to be there. Um, but no, I the way I believe, I believe every single order should have a tip on it. I firmly believe that, uh, you know, our drivers provide a superior service than the average delivery driver and they, and they deserve to be compensated accordingly. That's why our average commissions are substantially higher than any other platform. You know, mm -hmm. we're not, we're not pocketing insane margins or, or paying for, you know, insane overhead. 
um, you know, we're giving that back to the driver. Yeah. Uh, Gary Middleton said, I thought tip pool wasn't allowed. DoorDash did that. No, no, no. Yeah. See, it's, it's a tip pool is 100% allowed. What DoorDash did was DoorDash would subsidize their pay and actually fluctuate the tip. They would keep the tip. If it was a high tip. They would only pay a portion of the tip. What we do is we pay 100% of the tip on every single one of these orders. It just happens to get pooled and divided equally amongst the easy cater orders. So creative chaos said the difference between DoorDash and deliver that catering is setting up. I enjoyed that yesterday and getting the signatures from restaurant. I almost forgot, but taking the pictures of setup. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think you had to, I don't think you had to take pictures on DoorDash for like proof of setup or whatever. Yeah. So do you got, so just, just, just so you understand, like from our perspective, again, um, I, you know, I, along with a lot of other of our internal team members and, and from the, requests from our drivers have put this in place. It's not, it's not because we, you know, we, we need you guys to take the picture. It's, it's for quality assurance reasons. And I'll give you an example. Okay. A couple of years back when we first you know, started doing catering, we'd even have an app at the time. Um, there were often times that we would deliver food and there'd be missing items. And, you know, the customer would blame the driver, the restaurant would blame the driver. But if we're taking pictures of that setup, we can refer back to that and say, Oh, you know, the salad's right there in the picture. Maybe, uh, you know, someone grabbed it on accident. And that's a true story. You know, we actually delivered, this happened on numerous occasions. We've delivered orders to hospitals. And if you've ever done a delivery to a hospital, you understand this. You're dropping off in a, in a you know, on a, on a floor that's got a hundred different, you know, individuals there. People are popping in and out of that room. And a nurse actually grabbed a portion of the order for her and her team and took it away. We ended up having to refund that order until we looked at the pictures and saw, wow, this driver did drop everything off. You know, someone just took it. And, you know, so that's why we've implemented taking pictures and getting signed from signed out from restaurants. You know, again, it's all about quality assurance. Um, You know, we never want the scenario to be, you know, a restaurant says this, a driver says that. That's why we have the restaurants sign you out to say it's basically stating, hey, I've given you everything. You're good to go. Mm. So once you get signed out, man, you're you're there's no liability on you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, what would happen if a driver gets into an accident on the way from the restaurant to the customer? Uh, I'm not going to get into that right now, mm-hmm. but we do have appropriate insurance to cover. Um, we have hired non-owned insurance. We have other insurance, but I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of it because that's on a case by case basis. And there's so many different variables that can go into that. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I mean, I assume deliver that is in all fifty states. No, we're in forty. Uh, we're are in you in California? California is our biggest. Well, eh, California, Florida is the biggest market. Okay. Uh, we are in every. We are in every major city in California. Because I was going to ask, how has AB five Prop twenty two affected you? And it's kind of in limbo right now because like they're going through, you know, courts and appeals and all that stuff. So, um, and like the way the pay model works and what what they describe as what truly classifies an independent contractor, all that stuff. Um, it, it, if you have any insight you can say about, you know, California in particular, yeah. cause I think it's going to be a couple of years. So this is fully yeah. um, settled. I would say AB five is, is geared more towards the ride sharing uh, gig platforms. And, and the reason being this, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those platforms on an hourly basis don't pay either equivalent or more than the minimum wage. If we paid our drivers hourly, you guys would make substantially less. Um, We've done the math. 
And again, being a platform by drivers for drivers, um, we're trying to provide the flexibility to our drivers to drive when and if they want. Um, but no, we, we have a firm belief, uh, you know, we have, we have a legal team that's located in California. Um, we are completely fine when it comes to AB5. You guys are, are completely fine as being categorized as independent contractors. And, and in fact, um, there's a lot of benefits independent contractors can have that there's not really the education or the proper, um, you know, information available to you guys to really explain how to take advantage of being a 1099 contractor. It's one of the things that we're going to be um, addressing in 2022, giving you guys the proper tools, um, not not tax advice by any means, but just, um, you know, just being a, a resource that you guys can depend upon for you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that that shirt you're wearing. Is that like a, a golf like shirt? This is a I think it's a it's a dry fit Nike. Oh yeah. Um, I see the Nike logo. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a schmedium on me, man. I <laughs> I broke it out for this occasion. I haven't worn this shirt in a while. But uh, Yeah, um I forget the sorry, I forget the name of the guy I was talking to from Deliver Lab, but he sent me a a t-shirt and a hat. And uh I did wear oh, wow. them last week when I was doing those deliveries. The t-shirt's that, like, like super soft. Yeah, that's that's probably our brand manager Jimbo. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you uh, we're always looking. I said to, to you know to give away gear and and other kind of you know apparel to drivers. So you know if you're interested, just reach out to the hotline or driver relate or the driver relations department, and they'll get you guys equipped. Yeah, well, I was gonna say this is like my uniform, quote unquote. Like ninety percent of the time, I have like my closet is like Batman or Superman. It's just all I don't white. Know. White a, golf shirts, you know, and uh, looks like a I wear, shirt. Looks pretty. Yeah, I think I got this. It's not like the it's not like the um, dry fit material, no. but it's you know it's, it's really soft and comfortable. I think I got those at either BJ's or Walmart. But nice. Um, I have I used to have the problem with like when you wear white all the time is like just the littlest stain. Yeah, you can't get it out. So it's like to me they're like it's like paper towels. Just eh, just throw it away. I'll buy another one. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, you were on uh, Ron Walters' podcast a couple of weeks ago, the Entree I sure Courier. Was, I sure yeah. was. But I've I've been plugging his show on this show for a while. So if you guys uh, haven't checked that out, check it yeah. out. It was a very meaningful conversation. Sort yeah. of on you know the stuff we're touching on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you guys were talking about how you like your drivers to be more professional than the average DoorDash, GrubHub, Uber yeah, driver because. Here, and I'll elaborate on that too. I, I I don't mean to cut you off, but the reason why, I mean, just put yourself in a consumer's shoes for a second. Are they more likely to be impressed by someone that just shows up, mm-hmm. sweats in a t-shirt? You know, are they going to be inclined to tip? Or are they going to be inclined to order again? That's, you know, which will then give you more orders in the future. If you look like a slob, if you provide a, you know, an inferior service, but if you provide a superior service, if you're dressed the mm-hmm. part, if you're professional, you're nice, you set up the order, um, chances of, Chances are you're either going to get tipped more, you're going to get more orders because that customer is going to order, you know, from the brand again. Um, you got to, as a driver, you have to, you have to really put your shoes in, um, or just just put yourself in the position to uh, to be the brand ambassador for that restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's the way you got to view it. Something I've wondered is, do the customers rate the drivers? Or do they ask like how the experience they, went? I'm sure yeah, they get a satisfaction yeah. survey or something, right? Yes, they can. They can not not often do they, but yes, they can. Okay, because uh, yeah, I was gonna say, deliver that is like the only delivery app I do that doesn't have like a, you know, a metrics. Let me bring up my uh, DoorDash one here. Really? All right. 
forget that. Um, but you know, like, sorry, let me uh, get myself on camera here. There we go. <laughs> um, you know, on like Instacart, we kind of live and die by our rating, and but all the other apps are just kind of like it's just kind of a nice feedback of just to know that you're uh, making customers happy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you do that app revamp next year, if if you have like a customer rating in there or like a it, like uh, almost all the apps you have like your customer rating, your acceptance rating, your cancellation rate, or you know a, a completion rate, something like that. Yeah, and uh, maybe like your average. Well, I guess there isn't really a picking time would deliver would deliver that, but um, yeah, that that's just a kind of a suggestion I have for. Actually, I got tons of them, but I'll, I'll just I'll just email them to you. <laughs> hey, yeah, pass them all over, man. I'll, you know, we'll consider any and all options. You know, we don't rule anything out, especially if it's coming from a driver. Um, that's that's where we turn to when we really need answers. Is we 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 ask the fleet, what do you guys want? You know. Um, have you something? I, I, you were talking about on Ron's show last week or two weeks or whatever it was, and you were saying like. You know, you want your drivers to be professional, look professional, and if they're not, you might drop them or whatever. Has that has that actually happened? We don't. Okay, so we don't personally drop them. What will happen is we give the brands the option to say, "Hey, I don't want this driver anymore." That's what we do. Okay. So again, we sort of play, you know, an an agnostic role. our, it, it's not us specifying where this stuff, it's just the majority of the brands mm-hmm. that we sign deals with, they say, Hey, your drivers have to, you know, wear X, Y, and Z. And this, this typically fits that some brands don't care. Some brands yeah. legitimately don't care if you show up in sweatpants and a t-shirt. <laughs> That's something that I've harped on like uh, my Instacart videos from years ago. And I've noticed that a lot of the other gig tubers, quote unquote, especially the ones that really take it's like Ron, um, Jason Peace at Drive to Win 13. We all seem to like, I'll, I'll watch their shows or listen to their podcasts. I noticed that we all end up having the same tips and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, you don't have to like wear a freaking suit, you know, um, you don't have to even like wear like khaki pants or something. But I think like a plain collared shirt or any kind of like kind of generic t shirt and, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, it I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's but, it's just it's just not that hard to throw a polo on or a decent looking shirt, you know. I was going to say yeah. When I do Instacart or even DoorDash, GrubHub, Uber Eats all that stuff, when I go to the store or to the restaurant and I'll see other drivers there dressed like they're on their way to a pickup basketball game. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean it's like what it's like if you, what do you think's going to happen? What do you think the impression's going to be? I mean, would you be excited if you were ordering 500 bucks worth of food and somebody showed up smelling like smoke? In a, mm-hmm. you know, in a tank top and flip flops. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just wouldn't be impressed personally. Yeah. I can't remember. Is there like a, a video interview or anything when somebody applies? There's not a video interview. We do a lot of like webinars and, and, and content for drivers virtually, but there's not so much of a, of a, like a video interview. We do do like welcome calls and that kind of stuff. Just welcome on the platform. Um, we have a dedicated department um, specifically for drivers, it's called driver relations. So um, we we extend you know the, this service to our drivers. That man, if you're having a bad day, bad experience on a delivery, have any questions, whatever. Typically, what happens is you file a ticket, you sit in a queue, and you get answered in two or three weeks. 
We try and, and resolve problems immediately when they happen. Or like I said, if you just want to blow off some steam after a bad delivery, maybe you got stiffed. Maybe, you know, the customer was irate and didn't, you know, and wasn't the most respectful person to you. You know, call our hotline, talk to us. Don't take it out on the client. Don't take it out or provide a bad experience for them. Um, we have, like I said, dedicated people here to de-escalate any situation. Or like I said, just just be a just be a sounding board or just you know just someone to talk to. I finally got my uh, DoorDash app up. So, um, yeah, like this is like the metrics I was talking about. It's like my customer rating is 4.94, 30% acceptance, which actually that's pretty high for a DoorDash driver. <laughs> um, 95% completion. This on time or early has been frozen at 84% for like two years. And I've done 1,500 total deliveries lifetime. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like a data statistics nerd like that. So like, I love when apps have those, those kind of screens. So if you, if you include something like that in the, the next app um, makeover or whatever, that would be cool. Yeah. I can promise you guys, there will be more metrics and data available to you. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I'm a big data nerd. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, yeah, a lot, it, it's, it's just around our office. Like people know me as the data guy, essentially. <laughs> I don't want to see it, but I, but I am the data guy. Um, Speaking of, Speaking of which, can can you walk us through? I'm wondering, like, what is a typical work day in the life or, in a, or work week like for you? For me personally? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I uh, Monday through Friday, I have my first meeting at 6 a.m. Okay. Um, that's a very broad question. Along with just meetings throughout the day, uh, meeting with our C-suite team, uh, you know, some, some weeks or months off board meetings, um, that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm just, I'm sort of, you know, have you ever coached a team of some sort coach, like a, a football team or a baseball team or basketball team or been on a team? <laughs> I've been on teams. I've never coached you one. Could, yeah. You could imagine me as just the head coach. I'm just <laughs> in every piece of the business at all times, you know, how many, uh, corporate employees are there? I would say there's, you know, roughly about 35 or 40 full-time equivalency, probably like 25 or 30. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all, hey, and also we are looking for individuals. Um, so, but they have to be here in Northeast Ohio. So if you are listening, you're in Northeast Ohio, uh, we are hiring actively right now, great quality people. And the fact, you know, that predominantly delivery drivers are listening to this. Um, we always love to have delivery drivers as part of our organization. And I'll give you a story. Okay. I'll give you a story about a, 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 a true a true example of this. I took a gentleman named Christian Hilty on his ride along when he went to Ohio State because we launched Columbus. And I took him on his ride along back. That had been in 2017. He drove with us in 2017, graduated from Ohio University. Um, we offered him a job and he moved to Phoenix for a little bit, uh, moved back here to Canton, did business development stuff, driver relations. Today, uh, you know, four years later, he's now the VP of the company. So a driver is now the VP wow. of the company. Um, our president of our company, Darian Terrell, started as a driver. He's now the president of the company. Um, our brand manager, Jimmy, started as a driver. He now manages all the branding, content, this logo. He made it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we say we're a platform by drivers for drivers, I mean, we truly mean that. We mm -hmm. are equipped and we understand delivery at its fundamental level. What's the difference between the president and CEO? I think the president would be higher than the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> Titles to me don't really mean that much, man. It's just, I'm just here to work on this business. And like I said, and provide opportunities for as many drivers out there as I can. Um, but the difference would be one, you know, me, I'm managing more of like the, 
leadership team. He's more in the day-to-day operations of the business, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, like I was in the Navy for ten years, so it's maybe it's kind of like the difference, like the commanding officer and the executive officer. Yeah, you can like that. I'm not too familiar with the military and like how that works, but you probably probably something close to that. Uh, Donna said, "I looked for Florence, Kentucky, but having a hard time finding it on the search. Can she email email you or something? Maybe you can help her out." Donna, we uh, and this is a this is a problem that you know we'll address. Um, Mm -hmm. If you just apply under Cincinnati. Uh, that's going to give you access to basically all of Northern Kentucky and the Cincinnati greater area everywhere. I want to say from the outer belt of the city, all the way down through Northern Kentucky. Um, that's the way we, we sort of group metros. So if you can't find actual, like the city and state that you're trying to apply in, find the next closest city. And if the next closest city isn't, isn't near you, um, you know, reach out to our team because we're we're never shy to open new markets. Okay, yeah. So Want to be a launch partner with us? By all means. <laughs> uh, I I think that's pretty much all the questions I had. So if you guys have questions, let me know now. Um, yes. I was gonna say, can, can you tell us something about deliver that like some kind of trivia, like something that you know that that we, you probably like here's some like did you know or you know like one of those oh, here, okay did uh-huh. you guys know that yesterday was the first day we've ever deli- well not yesterday excuse me last thursday last wednesday last wednesday was the first day we've ever delivered over a million dollars of food in a day wow As uh, Middleton, he said why can't i find the driver terms of service on the website you get those emailed to you once you complete your registration it's in workstream mm-hmm. um the, the, all that stuff is emailed to you so we don't keep that stuff readily available for anybody to check it out. You have to actually become a driver on the platform. Mm-hmm. Middleton Technologies, that's Gary Middleton. He, he's a app developer. He did uh, Driver's Utility Helper and Maximo and, and uh, Flex Helper. And uh, we, we run the ads on my Sunday night show. Um, and he so he's like, he spends all day like coding apps. And then he also is out there driving for Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart. Love it, Deliver man. that. You name it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you got, if you need a, a app developer, you know, maybe you can bring them on as an independent contractor or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Drop me a line, man. Yep. My, my email is Aaron at ideliverthat.com. Oh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say, how can people reach you? Yep. Aaron at ideliverthat.com. Shoot me an email. I deliver that. I deliver that. Yeah. It was, I guess, deliver that is taken, right? We actually own it, but we, oh. you know, we like I deliver that because you know we're driver first. Like you know, like I deliver that. Like as a driver, uh, okay, makes sense. So if you go deliver that.com, I deliver that.com, both goes mm-hmm. to the same place. Yeah, it took me forever to get. I finally got gigtube.com, and uh, I still haven't created the website yet. I'm gonna try. You know, I'm gonna do that today. I usually take Mondays and Tuesdays off, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna try to actually sit down and do that today. Why do you take? Just curious, why do you? Is it because your schedule? Is it because not as many jobs are open during those times? Um, well, because Saturdays and Sundays are pretty baller with Instacart and Corner Shop. <laughs> pretty baller, yeah, huh? Yeah, especially Sundays. Well, they used to be. Although I was doing this experiment last month for like a month. I was doing Monday through Friday, nine to six, and I was doing pretty good. And then last week, um, and then this week upcoming, I was doing Wednesday through Sunday, and um, I don't know. It's just, it's also easier having at least one weekday off. Cause then if you need like a doctor's appointment or dentist or something, like you always have that day free. It's whenever I schedule, but actually um, now, especially with 
but pretty much every app is oversaturated with drivers now is um like i made more on like last tuesday than i did on sunday because like you know being a big fish in a small pond instead of a small fish in a big pond you know mm-hmm. i yeah i'm i'm really interested to see any other questions that i'm i mean there's mm-hmm. got to be other people out there that have other questions um, yeah if possible i mean i i know the tip pool is the biggest one uh mm-hmm. I, I believe i explained that pretty well um you know again we're not keeping any of the tips you know, the majority of the, those orders don't even have tips on them. And, you know, they're all pre-tips. That's why we split it up to make sure everyone is being compensated fairly. Yeah. I would say like my, probably my biggest, uh, not complaint, but criticism of deliver that would just be like the kind of gambling uh, aspect to it. It's like I deliver this order and then if it's on a Thursday or Friday, I'm going to wait like almost a week to find out how much I made. Um, and the only other app that's like that is like Amazon Flex when I'm doing Whole Foods deliveries. But you find out about 24 to 30 hours after you complete your shift, like how much you got in tips. Mm-hmm. And I find that the Whole Foods customers, they tip pretty well. So it's not much of a gamble on that. And also, but like with Instacart, DoorDash, Uber Eats, it says right up front on your phone when the offer comes in, like, here's what you're going to make. Yes. Um, like, do you, do you not see that in the job specs? I mean, we know we, so I mean, you pull up a job right now, it's going to show you the base delivery commission, the mileage commission, any adjustments, any, any surges. And it's going to give you for easy cater orders. It's going to give you a range of what the tip pool is going to be. We don't mm-hmm. know that number until the pay period. Those three, those three days and four days are up. That makes sense. Gary said, I haven't seen an order yet in my market. Is the order sent out as a pool drop or to each driver? What do you mean a pool drop? Well, I guess they send it out to a bunch of drivers at the same time, or is it this guy, but he declined it, so we go to the next guy, he declined yeah, it. Yeah, so no, it's 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 offered to all of the drivers in that area based on the parameter that we put in place. Mm-hmm. So there are different levels of being a driver. Um, mm-hmm. Some have early access to the deliveries, uh, like lead drivers, for example, have early access. Not, not in a not an insane amount of early access, but they do. Donna said she has over 2000 deliveries in one year. Wow. That's, that's, that's very impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. That's part time. Uh, uh, Middleton technology. He's out in Melbourne, Florida, which is sort of near like Cocoa beach, like space coast area, I believe. So okay. and that's like, that's a, a very touristy area. I have friends that live week. I'm just reading another one of his questions. Do they expect to combat bots? And what kind of bots? Uh, yeah, I don't think Deliver That would really have the uh, the bots like the way Instacart does. Is people they have these um, bot programs that actually hack the API and they grab orders out of the queue before they're even offered up to drivers. No, we yeah we don't. There's not going to be any bots. And if there's been issues in the past of there's been there's been programs but we've we patched it immediately when we found it. So it's not like mm-hmm. that's something that's not something that, that we condone. Another question from the the driven dad. Hell yeah, we're in Denver, man. <laughs> Denver is a great market for us. If you're not a driver right now, uh, just mention that you were on this, you know, watching this, you know, watching this podcast or and we'll get you hooked up, okay? And get you driving out there. But we have plenty of opportunities in Denver. Mhm. Yeah, I've heard uh, good things about Denver. It's it's one of like the most lucrative gig markets. Like you can, it really is a really comfortable living doing DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats. Yeah, I mean if you're in, 
I mean, if you're in Denver, Phoenix, anywhere in California or Florida, um, predominantly in the in, in the Midwest as well, I mean, we've got just unlimited opportunities for you. Mm-hmm. And we're we're you know, we're about to roll out some more major, major, major partners in 22. So there's only going to be more, you know, more opportunities for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's about it. So um, anything you want to uh, let the viewers know before we wrap this up? Yeah, well, I will talk to existing drivers and future drivers that drive on the platform. Uh, my name is Aaron, Aaron Hoffman. I'm the founder and CEO of Deliver That. I was originally a driver. Uh, I've been in your shoes. I understand that you're not just a number and we are here to provide the ultimate driving experience, you know, for not only for you, but for the rest of the gig economy. So if you haven't visited deliverthat.com, do so. Check us out. Check out our references. Um, We have a U.S. based call center and support center that's dedicated strictly to you. Um, And yeah, you know, I, I, I look forward to, you know, having more dialogues like this with, with, with other future drivers. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, well, I was gonna say the audio for this podcast will drop on Thursday. I, I think uh, Jim was telling me you guys are gonna start doing an actual podcast. Yeah, we've had one in, in in production now for about three months, and we're actually featuring some of our best drivers on this podcast. So you know, because we we want to know more about you and your city and the way you view the gig economy. Mm-hmm. Is it on uh, like iTunes and Spotify and stuff yet? Yeah, we haven't launched it yet, but it'll be readily available on every major platform. Okay, cool. I, I look forward to hearing that. Sounds Beautiful. like a lot like my show where I talk to other drivers. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, we're probably going to have you on there, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. So check out uh, idelivertheat.com. I'll put a link in the description below. If you use my, well, they don't have a referral code. Just tell them Chad Poland sent you. Yep. And, we'll know. Uh, yeah. And they'll throw me a few extra bucks. <laughs> so mention right, his name. Chad, yeah. thank you, man. I appreciate it. Great yeah, conversation. Have a, have a good day. Yeah, I'll too, see you man. later. We hope you enjoyed this episode, but we promise next week's will be even better. We'll be back on Sunday with this week's Gig News, a show discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.